Sports Syndicate. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate Red Sox podcast to be named later. This is the Syndicate's podcast dedicated solely to the Boston Red Sox and Major League Baseball. I'm Bill Travers. Thank you for joining us. Joining me here today in the Syndicab, Syndicab, Syndicave, is a Syndicate writer who has been burning up our website lately, Chris Henrik. Chris, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing good, thanks. Uh, also joining us uh, via Skype is new daddy, Matt DeRosha. Matt, congratulations and welcome. Glad you could join us. Thank you very much. It's been a... Uh... It's been a trying couple of couple of days here with a lack of sleep, but I'm excited to be on for another episode. I didn't want to tell you this before, but uh, your life as you once knew it is now over. Yep, I can see that now. But in a good way. Right. And that brings me to my next uh, to our next guest. <laughs> uh, with all the news going on with the Red Sox right now, a ton of news, we figured we had to bring a fourth guy in, and who better to do it than uh, Mr. Positivity, Michael Travers? Michael, how's it going? <laughs> Way to save yourself with the uh, kid talk changing for the better there at the last second. Uh, but uh, I'm good. Uh, you, you know as well for as now, anybody, I guess. most of it was good, but there were times. <laughs> I uh, I mean, I, I'm good. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, the uh, screaming will come in a little bit, but for now, I'm calm. I'm good. And uh, let's go. All right, so the reason we are all getting together is the monumental news that came down uh, Tuesday night of the trade of Mookie Betts and David Price to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Can't say it was a real surprise. We all saw this coming. We all knew it was going to happen. But yet when it did happen, there was still that little bit of shock that came down for all of us. So let's just uh, go around the table and uh, see what, what we think, what our reactions are, and what we thought of the thing in general and what they got back in return. So, Chris, I'm going to start with you. Well, I've uh, taken a couple of days to really try to like formulate my thoughts. Um, I think that they made the right move in trading him. The return, I felt they should have got a little more. But I understand because of the fact that you're not going to get a lot for a player who has one year left, one year of control, and that makes $27 million. But... I felt that the players they got back, it was a good return. It just wasn't a big enough return. Right, and, and none of us were really expecting them to get a whole boatload for him. But but the other part of the of the deal was also the unloading of David Price, which I look at as addition by subtraction. Yeah, I, I mean that that that's a win. Um, even if even by paying half of his salary, I, it, that's still a win. You're, you're getting him out of the equation, but. Again, while they signed a ton of players this offseason, especially like minor league players, they're really thin now in the rotation. So it's really going to be, what are you going to do next? Because you, you need to replace David Price. And it, right now, as currently constituted, they don't really have someone to replace him. Right. You don't have that guy. Matt, what are your thoughts on the trade? As a fan, I do not like it. I hated the fact that we had to trade away our best player, a top five player in the league. It stinks to see him go, especially now on Twitter. You see all the farewell videos, the Grand Slam, the bomb, the bomb off hat. It's just, it stinks to see him go. I agree a lot of what Chris is saying. Um, 
I too have had some days to, to sit on it and really think. And the more I think about it, I don't think there was more to get out there though. If you look at the Stanton trade, the Yelich trade, superstar, like the bigger name guys who've been traded lately or within the last few years, the return is just not what you think it would be. And those were guys that all had some uh, more service. You know, they, they right. were, had more years of service available to the team they were getting traded to, as opposed to just the one year for Mookie. Right. I mean, Yelich, he's under control for some time, and I think the prospect that highlighted that day was Lewis Brinson. And I know I'd rather have Alex Verdugo than Lewis Brinson. Yeah, Brinson's been a bust. He's been a bust. Yeah, they got a player that's major league ready that can probably step right in and play right field in Mookie's place. Right, and a lot of people think that he could play. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we're going to dive into the players more specifically later. But, but I agree a lot with what Chris is saying. You know, they, it was probably the right move, and it was something that took a lot of cojones for Bloom to pull off. Uh, but as a fan, I, you know, yeah, I'm sad. All right, Michael, how about you? I, I imagine being the big David Price guy that you are, that you have been publicly open about loving David Price. Uh, were you more sad to see Price go or to see Mookie go? Both, honestly. I mean, and and for the reason being that you have nothing to replace to replace David Price in your rotation, in a rotation that is already questionable. Sales a question mark right now. You have no idea what, what he's going to get. You have no idea if his elbow is going to implode at some point. You don't have any idea what you're going to get out of Nathan Ovaldi. Can Erod be a sustainable starter? For the entire season, you have so many question marks in your rotation. Granted, David Price could be a question mark, but at least he's still an MLB arm. He's still a a Cy Young Award winner. You're losing Rick Porcello. You just keep you keep subtracting from this team. This trade, I'm sorry, is laughable to me. Absolutely laughable. And the reason being, big surprise. No, no, well, it doesn't sound like you're laughing over there, Mike. Well, no, no, I'm pretty angry. Let's, I mean, think about this for a second, right? Did any of you see Walker Bueller take to Twitter as soon as this trade happened? Yeah, he yeah. was doing handsprings. Handsprings? I don't even know what that is, but he was doing ha 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 All he said was ha 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 because the, the Dodgers just absolutely fleeced the Red Sox. This is payback for the Nick Punto trade that we all remember from years and years ago. Like, this is laughable. The you Nick just, Punto you, trade was a similar deal. It was a salary dump, and that's exactly what this was. It was a that salary was a, dump. What that did was get, a salary dump. What did you get back dump? in the Nick Punto trade? Do you even remember? Alan Webster. Couldn't even tell you. Something or other. Ruby De La Rosa. Couldn't even tell you. De La Rosa. De La Rosa, there it is. Couldn't he, tell you. The one but, was but I tell you, at the time. Do you know what you didn't give up in the Nick Punto trade? You, you didn't, didn't give up, up a top bets. five player. You did not give up a top five player in Major League Baseball. You oh, accepted. You bite your and, tongue. Hey, going? And, 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 no, jokes. The whole thing is a joke. It's an absolute joke when you you get you get okay the you're losing Mookie Betts at the end of the year that's what everybody's saying right is gaining Alex Verdugo really that big of a deal why like why not just go with Mookie Betts for the remainder of this season while you still have Chris Sale while you still would have David Price while you still have Bogarts while you still have Devers coming up like you still have a very very competitive team and you just got rid of arguably your number two starter on a salary dump and your best player for what? There's peanuts? 27 million reasons why they got rid of Mookie Betts. And, and, listen. And to say they're listen. the Red Sox, you can afford it. That's not the climate that we're dealing with right now. You know how right. how you know how pathetic this looks to the rest of me? Like, this is pathetic. You have a, a, a cream of the crop premier player, and you trade him for – I mean, Alex Rodrigo is a nice player. He's like, okay, he's, MLB, he's an MLB-ready prospect. 
I would, agree with, you, I would agree with you if we thought there was going to be a chance you could re-sign him long-term. They offered right. him, what did they offer him, 10 years, 320 million? 10-3. 10-3, he turned it down. He wanted 12-420. The they were not gonna, contract. They were not going to give him that kind of money. He was hell-bent on going to free agency. And he he he's gonna still go to free agency. I'm just saying there was you have you have a team that can compete this year. Do you not? You have a lot of question marks, but a team that can compete. You still and now have you're a giving team up your number. Compete. No, you. Do. Yes, you do. You just took away your best player. Your best player is now playing in, in for the Dodgers, who by the way have been in the World Series the last two seasons and come up just short. I still think you have a team that can compete. I think, not, I think, I'm not I saying think, win a World Series. I'm saying they can compete. I think if if you're gonna trade if you're gonna trade Mookie Betts, you need to replenish. Everyone is saying let's replenish this farm system, replenish the farm system. Did they do that? They got an MLB ready guy and a pitcher who no who you have no idea. He's Bartolo Colon. You have no clue what he's gonna be <laughs> and long term. He may not even be what you end up with. There's been some issues with his medical reports, so he may not even end up getting included in the deal, or they may end up getting a couple other prospects or additional cash or something back. So we're not – I mean, the deal hasn't even been finalized yet. Nope. Nope. Let me ask you guys this. Pre-trade, where did you see the Sox finishing in the AL East? Third. Third place. I agree. We talked probably about it on our last two. podcast. I would say probably behind the Yankees, second so behind the Yankees. So after, now after the trade, where do you guys see them finishing in the East? Third. Well, Dead I mean, last. Third. Wait, wait, but hang on to that, though, because the Rays finished in second place last season with 90-plus wins. Where are you going to make up that win differential between what you finished last year to the because they didn't do anything this off season to make that that up? Right. And if anything, you lost Porcello, so there's a minus. You, you know, you replaced Porcello with Perez. Okay. You know, it, it's still so maybe half his win total. Exactly. So this is a third. This was a third place team. This team, they're going to them in Toronto are going to battle for third place right now. And um, but it and I I can't even say that it's still early because we're two weeks out from when players are going to report. Not even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other part of this trade that I, that, uh, the other part I find laughable is that you attach David Price to it. And like you, you offload, you offload David Price in an attachment deal with Mookie Betts. Like that, that, that I, just, I feel like that's like, if you're going to take half of his salary anyway, you don't think you could have moved him for something, for something more Two two mid-level prospects, even at least you're then replenishing your depleted farm system. This, I mean, this this whole thing has just been handled so poorly. I, I think all I, don't, I, don't, I think what Bloom has been doing all summer is signing mid-level prospects. He's got a stockpile yeah. of them now, especially the pitching. Mm. What do you guys think Price would have garnished on the market by himself? Because I don't think he was worth peanuts right now. No, not coming but, off an injury. But attaching him to the Betts deal, does, I mean, that's just and to me that diminishes the value of the Betts deal. You could have got more for Betts if you don't attach David Price to him. In well, my I opinion, think they, they, I think they see the fifty million dollars salary relief as exactly. an asset in and of itself. That, that's exactly so what it is. Take away the second and third prospect you could have gotten from the Dodgers. <clears throat> I think that they look at this as a win. I, I personally don't want quantity in this deal. Though. I, like I want quality out of this trade. You know, I think that like a good thing to like a comp to look at would be is a couple years ago when Manny Machado got traded. The Orioles got five players back from the Dodgers. One of those players was a top 10 player in the Dodgers system. Four of those five players are currently still with Baltimore. One is in Toronto. They have one player that is that is one of the top prospects right now for the Orioles. 
I'd rather get two players who can impact in the near future than get four or five guys that may or may not pan out. At least with Verdugo, you have an immediate replacement that can play right field. Verdugo... Verdugo. Yeah, you also have a guy who can, who can fill in at, in center if they decide to get rid of. And and I and I'll be and, exactly. And I really think that Verdugo is probably going to be the center fielder because right now you have three left-handed bats in the outfield. You have Benintendi, Bradley, and Verdugo, all left-handed hitters. You can't go into the season this left-handed heavy. So Bradley's the next logical option that's going to go. You slide Verdugo, 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 Verdugo to center field. <laughs> And then from there, you 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 can plug something else into right field. Side note, I mean, guys, I mean, do you think you... he walks out to the three the U two song Vertigo? <laughs> do you think that'll be Verdugo's song? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you put Benny? Wouldn't you keep Verdugo in his A plus plus arm in right field though, and and put Benny in center and, that, and figure it out? I mean. that yeah, way. I mean that that, that is that's another option. I, it, yeah. I mean, one Verdugo's biggest thing is his arm. That's I mean when you I mean the dude could the dude hits for some power. He can hit, but. I mean, he's not Mookie Betts. He probably projects more as... But he does have an A-plus-plus arm. Yeah, he he probably projects more as a guy that's going to hit, like, 20... Probably 20 home runs. And, and like, most left-handed hitters, when they come to Fenway, they're saying he's just tailor-made for Fenway Park. He's going to be slapping line drives off the wall left and right. Well, that's that's what you hear. That's what you hear. Feed me me more BS. Too bad Jackie Bradley... He does hit the ball the opposite field quite well, though. Too bad Jackie Bradley (laughs) Jr. isn't tailor-made for Fenway Park when it comes to hitting. Yeah. Oh, that hurts my heart. Yeah, but to. the main thing you did in this deal was you freed up over forty million dollars, which got you down to a hundred and ninety million. That gives you some flexibility and some ability to go out there and bring in one, two, maybe three players to fill out some of these needs. You you if they wanted to get under the two oh eight level, they still got about eighteen million dollars to play with right now. The the pro there's not much. There's That's not much the problem. still out there. No. Well they could make a trade. They could. I mean, free agent-wise, if you were going to just not trade any more assets and go after players, Kevin Pillar is still a free agent. Yaziel Puig still a free agent. From a pass. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, pass there's, your, there's your right-handed outfield bat. But, but, yeah, I like the Pilar idea. You'd have a nasty defensive outfield. You would. Got rid of Bradley's $11 million and signed Pilar. It's like maybe league minimum or minors deal. And, and Pilar, Pilar had a good year last year. You know, he... Puig, on the other hand, is going to strike out a million times, but he's going to hit some pretty home runs over the monster. Oh, he'll be an adventure in right field, too. Absolutely. Maybe put him in left field. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I don't want anything to do with Puig, but it's an option. And then from a pitching standpoint, there's not much. There's Colin McHugh. There's Aaron Sanchez, who he's had two back-to-back miserable years. It's just going to be more bargain hunting. You're gonna to have to hope to catch lightning in a bottle from one of these players. But to your point, you can make a trade. You could trade JBJ. Maybe JBJ brings you back a starter. Maybe he brings you back. But he's, you're not gonna get a top of the line guy. You're gonna get a back end of the rotation, which at this point would be a win. You're you're in the same boat with JBJ that you're in with Mookie, except you don't have he doesn't have the talent. But he could walk at the end of the year. So how much are you really gonna get in a trade for JBJ? Exactly. Yeah. There's no value there. There. There's really no value there. So to me, you keep the guy. You keep the guy. Yeah. You keep him for his defense. JBJ screams like a deadline deal. A team who just needs someone in the outfield to anchor that defense. Maybe he's hitting a little bit. Maybe he's above the Mendoza line for once, and you can flip him at the deadline. But that doesn't help you coming into, into spring training. Well, that's going to be something really interesting to watch over the course of the year is if they are out of it come the deadline, it, it could be a fire sale. 
Oh, yeah. You know, Sale could be gone. Uh, JD. JD could be gone. JD could be gone. You know, hope, hopefully JD they hold would be on a to... huge piece of the deadline. Yeah. Well, the thing with JD Mark... can opt out, so they could look at him. That, a team could look at him as not right. super long-term, just like a quick mercenary for a playoff run. But that's the thing, though. Like, J, yeah, JD Martinez could opt out at the end of the season. I, I would probably assume that that's going to happen at this point, based off of kind of how this offseason has off gone. Yeah, you can deal him, but he does have some control of where he can go. So Certainly, yeah. In regards to like if they wanted to move him, I can't imagine if you said that hey JD Martinez we have a we have a deal in place with Team A and in they're in playoff contention he's going to say no to that. Right, and if it's a team he really likes or, or a city he really likes, maybe he doesn't opt out, and that can garnish maybe a, a C prospect on top of the, the main piece. Well, I mean the other thing we earlier in a couple of podcasts ago we talked about JD Martinez and how really he's more of like a you know mercenary he doesn't really care where he's going to end up playing, so. If there's a good deal and this team's not in it, of course, he's going to sign off and he's going to go. Mm-hmm. Which also makes me sad because I'm a big JD fan. And the other one is Chris Sale. If he can prove that he's healthy and they're out of it at the, at the trade deadline, that might be their chance to jettison him and get out from underneath that contract. Yeah, that would be. I, th- I think that would be a little bit too big of a contract to deal at the deadline. Typically, money that large is handled in the offseason, but you're right, Bill. Like, if a team wants him bad enough, they can pay at any point before the deadline and get him. But he's going to show he's healthy, and that that's a big if yeah, right that, now. Yeah, that's going to be a big question mark. Huge if. So are we done with, right, the, guys, are we done with the Mookie trade? All right, no, have a good night. <laughs> See you guys uh, for spring training. Now. That's got a lot quicker than I thought. Michael's just quietly stewing. I can I can see him on his webcam. I'm not. No, it's, it's not even that. It's just like it, I, I really like. I, I just don't. Under, I don't get it. You're gonna be in the same situation. How old's Verdugo right now? 23, 24, something. Okay, so you're gonna be in the exact same position with Verdugo in a couple of years that you were just in five. with Betts. I don't. They have, they have, I, I, they have five, five years, years of control. control. Yeah, five years of control for him. He's got. Oh, he's got five more. He's got five. five years. Right, so yeah. it's not a couple of years. But he's got two I, years I, at minimum and three arbitration. I just, I, I just, I don't, I don't like it. I don't love it. I don't like it. You just raised ticket prices again. You just announced this huge MGM Grand, this MGM Grand music hall that you're putting on. It's a, and and now you're, and now you're, like, you're getting rid of your best player and getting rid of your, your number two starter. I, I understand you guys don't like David Price as a, as a, as a locker room guy, as a player, whatever, like, or whatever it may be. But the dude does have some talent still. Like, the dude is still a, a very valuable piece to a rotation. He's going to go out to L.A. be the number three starter out in L.A. You don't think that's valuable? David Price is your number three? In the National League, yeah. In the National League. Plus, on top of that, he's going to – L.A. is going to pay, what, $15 million, $16 million for him? More or less, yeah. Which it's a steal. Oh, it's a steal. It's a steal. It, it absolutely is. No, it's a steal for them. And they're, so you're, so they're right now you're to go for it. This goes to the whole Brady situation. I know it's cross-boards. Oh, my God, we're talking about the Patriots. No, but, but – it goes to the whole Brady situation where if you don't have him on your team, you have to pay him, what, 14 mil, whatever this year? Yep. So now you're paying David David Price $15 million not to, to pitch for somebody else. No, you're not, you weren't paying Brady. You weren't paying Brady $14 million. That's dead money on your salary cap. Whatever. Okay, so right now you're paying David Price $15 million he's, he's 16, to pitch for somebody else. He's $16 million that counts against luxury tax for them, yes. Yep. To pitch, like that's uh, to that's pitch. absurd to me. That happens in baseball all the time. I, no, no, I understand you, you that, paying, but it's still absurd. You paid Pablo Sandoval, uh, what, $18 million last two He's, years and they're paying to play five, for the yeah, Giants. They're paying five this stupid. year. Stupid. It's all stupid. The five, I think, was a buyout. Yeah. 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 But that's yeah the, David Price, the David Price thing, you're paying him to pitch for someone else, which is 
I can see the frustration why that would stink, but it's it was a way to get out of the $31 million. If they had room, yeah, David Price is the number two starter at 31. You could stomach it, but they are up against it on on with the luxury tax. They're gonna. This is the third year that they'd be over, so they're gonna start seeing some sanctions sanctions against international signings and draft picks mm-hmm. this was the yep. time to get out from under them and they they took the chance there are two people the other to blame. the other thing that i that i'm looking at with this trade is just the whole thing the whole way it was handled right from the yep. very beginning so you know you know as john henry you know that you're going to be up against this luxury tax in in you know two years whatever it may be this doesn't this just doesn't it's not just like hey surprise you're up against luxury tax you're going to lose draft picks you know that you signed Nathan Avaldi for a, a boatload of money you, a Chris Sale signing I think we all love the Chris Sale signing the time that it happened then you signed Nathan Avaldi for a bunch of money you signed this guy for a bunch of money this guy for, and, now, and now you're like oh wait no now we need to panic and we can't sign Mookie Betts like it, it, it's it's crazy to me and then you and then you say all right now I have to trade Mookie Betts to get underneath this this luxury taxing so I don't lose compensation draft picks whatever, you know, whatever. Why are you telling people that you that you want to get underneath the luxury oh, that, tax? That now you a, just that took all their uh, leverage away. Now you have no leverage. Right. Like now, now you're saying now basically any market that you had to try and trade Mookie Betts before the trade deadline, before the season started, is gone. But, it, it's gone because but, the team knows. All these other teams are going to say, "No way, I'm not giving you anything because you have to get rid of this guy." Don't you think they knew they were in that boat? Every all the teams know what the other. Teams are up against as far as salary structure and the players' contracts. And you say you say you say you had to trade Mookie Betts. No, they didn't. They made him an offer. If he had signed that, if he would have taken that deal, they could have traded somebody else. They didn't have right. to trade Mookie. It just with Mookie's or, circumstances, it worked out that this this was the time for him to go. He was the logical guy to go because he was going to walk at the end of the year and you were going to get nothing for him. And everybody knew that it takes away. Every, of, course, and, of course, they know that. You knew uh, the Dodgers knew that a couple years ago when they made the deal for Machado. They knew he was going to be a free agent at the end of the year. It's not like the the contracts are a secret. You can go on Baseball Reference and find out what the contracts are. But you don't have to tell the league that you're trying to get underneath that threshold. You don't. You don't have to tell the league that. And and, and it, it, that, just telling them that weakens your leverage. I think you don't. Can. You don't have to. You don't have to get underneath that. It's not like it's not like there's a real salary cap. I understand you lose the compensation. You don't need to pre. Well, it, you don't need to beyond that. the compensation, though, there's a bigger but, penalty for after a third straight year that I, John I Henry didn't want to pay. You, you don't you don't have to get underneath that. You don't no, have you to don't, tell you don't that you're trying to, right. to get underneath that. No, you're right. Like, like, like that, that that you lose your leverage there, and it, the whole thing was just so poorly mishandled. But it's like it's like they just like woke up one morning and they're like, oh my god, we're up against the salary cap. Well, the, at the same time, though, as a team that we we know that they are hurting for for minor league talent, they're hurting in their minors. This is the year they start losing draft picks and international pool money. This is where it could really start hurting the long term stability of this franchise. That's why they jumped on it when they could. It's not that it surprised them as much as I think that this is the time that they they thought that they could strike while the iron was hot. They could attach the fifty million dollars to to Mookie Betts. They freed up what was it? I don't know, $77 million over the next three years. I think that they just decided that this was the time to do it. You know what You know what, think prob- what I think probably triggered this more than anything else was winning the World Series in 2018. I, you weren't so gonna, they can just pack it in? No. If they didn't win the World Series, then you can trade off players, you can do whatever you want, you can try to retool without having to go to drastic measures. But by winning the World Series, that was a sentiment to bring that team back and make another run. So that's why you re-signed Evoli. That's why you gave uh, Chris Sale the deal. You wanted to keep that core together to try to get one more championship. 
and it backfired on you big time. And this and this is this is a complete that I was going to say a little while ago. There's two people to blame. John Henry, the owner of this team, because he signs off on these contracts, and Dave Dombrowski. But this is what you get when you play with the likes of Dave Dombrowski. The Red Sox won a World Series. Dombrowski did what he was supposed to do, what he was hired to do. He traded the young players. He brought MLB-ready players into the into the program. The team won a World Series. Now the team is in a position that they had to trade Mookie Betts because they invested in the wrong players. There's $68 million invested in Nathan Evaldi. The guy has never shown a history that he has ever been healthy. Why John Henry? Why John Henry said, you know, hey, you know what? That's that's a good deal. Sign him, because John Henry saw what he did in the World Series. Well, I think that that speaks to Bill's point. Exactly, that World and Series put, put stars in their eyes. You know, Chris Sale. Yeah, he he he's an ace. But they have access to medical records as well. Why is it that that someone couldn't? Hey, you know, John, I think we might not want to go ahead and invest another five more years at 145 million dollars in Chris Sale because something's not right. But yet they did that. That that money they're they're paying Sale, you could have allocated that off to Mookie Betts. Right. And also, something that played into this was JD not opting out. I think yes. JD yeah, that didn't out, help either. You Great see point, them playing Matt. the offseason a whole lot differently. Yeah, if he opts out, yeah, you're absolutely right. Maybe they don't have to deal Mookie. Maybe they can make a smaller deal and get under the tax. Yeah, that's a great point. And to kind of piggyback... Like I said, I'm sad to see them go, but it's one of those harsh realities that I just think it's something that maybe just needed to be done. Let me ask you, let me pose you guys a question. Hypothetically, of course, because that's what we do. We're hypothetical. Yeah. The Dodgers send you Cody Bellinger. You send back Michael Chavis. What are your thoughts on that trade? Make that deal in a heartbeat. You laugh at the Dodgers in can, that scenario, can they throw right? In, can they throw in Kershaw at uh, and pay half, at half the salary? At half salary? And then, Do you and see then, my point? Like, yeah. If, yeah. if you were on no, the other right. side of this, it's it's absolutely laughable what, what the Dodgers just did to the Red Sox. It really is. Uh, and the Twins. I don't know how they factor into it exactly. They get What do they even get? Kente Maeda. Kente yeah. Maeda. I mean, they're the biggest jokes in this whole thing, I think. Well, they're probably going to get boxed out of this whole thing if uh, Bartolo Jr. just can't pass that medical. (laughs) Uh, I remember that dude. uh, We'll talk about the players after. But go ahead. Why don't we talk about them now? Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds like a perfect time. Right. So what is is the name of the dude from the Twins? Because I'm going to butcher it. Gatorade. 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 I like that. Gatorade. (laughs) Gatorade. Great, greater, great, great all, great all, great all. I think it's greater all. Bruzdar, Bruzdar. I said it sounds like a knockoff. It sounds like a knockoff drug. That's essentially what it sounds like. It's a Walgreens brand drug. Bruzdar, greater all problem. May cause may cause headaches, anal leakage. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's handling that on his own. Don't (laughs) if you see that dude's belly. (laughs) Don't take if you're allergic to greater all. How do you know that if you don't take it? Anyway. So so, uh, all right. So I'll Where admit. Where do we want to start? I'll admit I've never seen the guy pitch, but supposedly he throws up over a hundred. Which guess mm-hmm. what? Every, everybody does that now. Um, He's got movement though. He does. He has nasty sinker movement. Yeah, that's that's what they say. But he doesn't have the swing and miss pitch. So are we getting into another Joe Kelly here? A guy that can throw a hundred but can't strike anybody out? Is he first of all? Is he even a starter or a bullpen guy? Well, they project him. His ceiling is a number two or three starter. 
And yeah. supposedly his floor is a late inning bullpen guy. Which you can use both of those right now. Yeah, so the the twins the twins were going to were gonna utilize him out of the bullpen. He's only he's only had like sixty one innings between triple A and the major league level. So there's really not a big sample size for him to be a starter yet. And the twins are in a win now mode. So yeah. to utilize him in the rotation doesn't make sense because they have they have a lot of older veterans that's gonna be that's gonna occupy that rotation. So utilizing this guy out of the pen was probably the best course of action. And he and he was the twins' number one prospect. He yes. was their number yeah number one pitching prospect. number one pitching prospect. Their their number three prospect within their system. And where did he rank overall? Fifty three. It was fifty three yeah. for and then there was like eighty three on MLB Pipeline. Um, 53 prospect or pitching prospect? Prospect in all of overall baseball. Prospect. Overall prospect. Because he's 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 a, a top 20 pitching prospect, isn't he? Yeah. Currently. He's going to be the Red Sox number one prospect if they get him. That's, oh, that's what the, the guys at Sox prospects think. And so he has he has the ability to be a starter. I it, but the thing is is that if he if he when he, if he comes to Boston and in, in this deal, unless he has like a phenomenal spring, this is someone that's going to have to go to AAA. Right, and that's where they're projecting. And and work that yeah. out. Right. Some polishing down in AAA. Uh, but to, to like we just mentioned though, he he has a slider, he's got a fastball, you know, um, and just great prospect. I just I have a tough time with this guy as a late innings guy that you just got back from Mookie Betts, versus him being a, he should be a top of the rotation guy. That's what he should be. He well, he has great stuff. He has a powerful arm. With movement, that's the difference I think between him and a Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly was it was an arrow coming to home plate. It could come at 200 miles an hour, but it was straight as an arrow. This guy's got some filthy downward movement. His slider works well with that sinker. It's not a plus plus pitch, but they do think it can develop into a plus pitch. It's the question if he's going to be a starter. He needs a third pitch. He has a change, but they don't know if it's going to be good enough to use. But the Red Sox have a history of kind of working into a third pitch, so I don't know. Maybe he can do it. Does anybody have his profile up? Can you tell me where he's from? He is Venezuela. Uh, yeah, he is from Venezuela. Yeah. Is this someone Pedro might be able to uh, have a little influence on? If he can teach that sure. changeup. I mean, I, I'm just, I mean, I'm just in my head. I'm thinking that you're talking about movement, and and, and, and it's not a plus plus pitch. But I mean, they 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 have Pedro at kind of their their beck and call. And if yeah, Pedro can work with the guy and get a, get develop a changeup and maybe develop a little bit more a higher spin rate. Oh God, I'm so dorky. Higher spin rate on that slider and get it working a little bit more. I mean, who knows? But it, I mean, Chris just told me how much he loved the Mookie. Or actually, maybe he didn't say he loved it, but he was okay with it. And then he tells me that this guy he's he's disappointed in the return. Well, no. So See, I like this kid. I I do like the. All right, hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. I like I, like, I do like the player. I just want in a Mookie Betts trade. The player to be a top of the front line rotation kind of guy. This, I mean, this pitcher that they got in this deal is nothing that they have in their system right now. So there's a lot of potential, a lot of upside. You don't think Darwin's in Hernandez is, is a comp prospect? I don't because no, they put that him level. In the pen. No, because he, if this guy transitions to the pen and that's where he settles, it'll be almost identical in my opinion. I think what the Red Sox need to start doing is develop starters because they have guys in their system that they had to develop into bullpen arms because they had no other options in the bullpen because Dombrowski couldn't build a bullpen. That's why uh, Darwin is in there. I, his name escaped me. Darwin's like, in Hernandez. Thank you. That's Darwin why he, is in. <laughs> Darwin is in. I had a James moment. What Damn do you it. think of this? He couldn't think of a name, and I thought of it. How about that? Wow. 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 
But that's why that's why he's in the yeah maybe. (laughs) But that's why he's in the bullpen. Because the Red Sox had to take these guys who were their starters in, in their system, develop them to put them in the bullpen because their director of baseball operations couldn't could not create a bullpen. So with the way baseball is trending now to the to the openers. And this guy could be an opener. This guy could be an opener. Mm-hmm. I mean, half of the guys that they signed in the off season, could be yeah. Watson and Jetson could could be openers. Is, <laughs> mm-hmm. is this is this where we're trending? Uh, will oh, we yeah. have a three man rotation an and then two openers? You're gonna see an opener for the Red Sox. I'm thinking at least half the season. Who's yeah, your three? Okay. Right from the gate. You say three man rotation. Who's your three man rotation well, right now? Let's assume it's well. It could actually be four. It would be let's say Sale. Sale is healthy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Erod. Erod. Let's yep. say Evaldi's healthy. Yep. And then it's Martin and Perez. Perez. Oh, I forgot about Perez. I, I mean, I mean, you know what? I, I'm sitting here and I, I just came to a moment of realization. Didn't? Doesn't it seem like the Red Sox just traded in for younger models? When you think like if this guy's comp and his projection is to be a second or third starter, isn't that essentially what David Price is? And then you have Verdugo, who's obviously never going to be a top five player, but they kind of just got, I mean, knockoff yes. drug. Knock off drug versus okay, Mookie okay, Betts. But, but look at yeah, exactly. No, no, I, no, I, I understand. I understand that. I, mean, I understand that part of it. Not half the price. You're, you're talking a difference between 31 yeah. million and the major league minimum. Yeah, yeah you're talking. I mean, but it, it just seems like that they kind of, I don't want to say kick the can down the road, but they kind of punted on price, obviously, and got got someone who's who's a, a knockoff of of what price could be, or this guy could be a knockoff of what Price is, and then you get a knockoff of, of Mookie Betts. That's, I mean, that, that kind of feels like what they what they did. Well, if this guy turns into Price in three years, we're going to turn around and say what a, what a steal price. that was. What a steal, right. I'm talking Price now, not Price in Tampa Bay when he was, when he was you know, even price now. Young. Even Price now, if he turns into that in three years, and he's still got three more years of control, and you're only yeah, paying but, him $5 million at that point, that's a steal. Right now it does not it's, look like it's a, a good steal deal. For, it's a steal from the control standpoint. It's a steal from the salary standpoint. Also, they're not married to these guys either. So, what's to say that Bloom doesn't spin these guys off and get someone else? You know, it, it's true. you know, I, I think that that's I think there's a lot of things on the table. It just what sucks is that Bloom had to make a move because his boss said, "Hey, you have to you have to shed some money," and this is the hand that he was dealt. Right. And he did, was dealt this hand because of Dave Dombrowski, who I'm starting to loathe. I like I'm starting to hate that man. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying his name, and it's like making my stomach hurt. Well, I'm getting pissed. You did a deal with the devil. And I know. You did a deal with the devil. You and got I, what you want. And I hate myself for for is... wanting him to be here when they got him. Right now you're paying for it. So the issue with Grand uh, uh, Gatorade is. <laughs> Is it a shoulder impingement or something like that? He has an arm it, issue. It's a shoulder. So he, he's, already, he's already got a Tommy, uh, Tommy John, so he's already yeah. got that out of the way. I think everybody has a Tommy John Yeah. probably coming right out of high school. Yeah, mandatory. you want to get players two years after Tommy John because that is your biggest window right. of health yeah, in that, today's baseball. Yep, and they're, they're probably throwing three to four or five miles an hour faster than before they had he, and, and that So that's, that's one of the scouting reports that I was reading in regards to like, some twin stuff about him. Um, is that he's actually been phenomenal since they've since he's had this surgery. He he's pitched better, his velocity's better. So there is there is some things to look at that's a positive. Which is what sucks is that the the Red Sox they got a guy that nobody heard of. So everybody's media reaction is you know to make right. fun of the player and, and not to go and like actually look into what they acquired back. 
again, this is this is someone that they can develop, or you can take him and you can move him for something else. Right. They're not going to like write this second because of the amount of money, but it, it's an asset. It's an asset. And you talk about making fun of the guy when I when they first made the trade and I looked him up, six one two sixty five. I'm not even. I'm not even saying he was being called Bartolo. Jr. And I'm not even saying the Bartolo Junior or Gatorade or Adderall or whatever it was. Like I'm not saying that. I'm saying in the respect of the second that this trade was made and that we started to be able to put names to this transaction and the and the tweets were going out and the posts were going out there. I, people's reaction was this guy sucks. They got a bum. You have no idea who they just acquired. Right. You have no clue because you're a pink hat that just goes and looks at the back of the baseball card really quick and, like, stop looking at the back of the damn laundry already. It's about the front of the freaking jersey. And then in, in three years in this... Bartolo was good. Well, he is good. He wants to still pitch, too. But I, I don't know if he was compared to him skill-wise. It was looks-wise. Well, I, I, saw well, a video, like I saw a video of the guy, and he does not look as big as Bartolo Colon. He, he, he is well, a big guy, he's, but he is... Thick, thick all over. Exactly. He's, he, he's got big legs. You know, he's well, Bartolo thick, Colon's he's thick not in the body. What is he? Uh, I, he's not 6'1", I don't he's, think. He's I think he's, not, just a, he's, he's a little guy. He's probably not yeah. 265 either. So this kid is 6'1", no. 265. That, that's on it. That's straight from MLB. Look at that, huh? <laughs> Same page. I got baseball reference. <laughs> Pipeline. All right, let's go I back. Just, go ahead. But, I, w- I want to go back to Verdugo, but go ahead. Finish up your thought. Well, the thing about Gatorade, also, for lack of knowing his how to actually say his name, one of the red flags is he didn't come into the league as a 265 guy. There are some rumblings around that this guy has a bit of a control well, issue, and I'm not talking about his fastball. Then keep him away from Devers. Control so issue like, he, a control issue like I have with potato chips? They, like, yes, exactly. Like, like, I, like you have potato chips, and I have with... Cheeseburgers. Well, then it's a good thing Panda's not here either. I can't just have one, okay? So and Pablo Sandoval. Uh, so Pablo Sandoval. Right, right. So the pro- the problem might not be that he's 265 now. It could be that he's 285 next year. The other the other thing I was going to say is that the 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 problem with I mean the the, the return is is uh, I mean we talked about it in our group chat the return they they got what they could an MLB ready guy and a top tier pitching prospect. Could you really get more considering the situation? I mean, clearly not, because I, I mean, I don't think Bloom just picked up the call, pick up the phone, and gave it to the first team that called. I mean, you saw the Padres were involved too. Right. Exactly. The problem is with all of the reports that came out, and you saw, you know, the, like all of the names that were mentioned for the Dodgers. I can't remember what they were off the top of my head, but there were four, they had like four or five like legitimate prospects in that, and they were rumored to be in this deal. Mm-hmm. And Verdugo, like it was like the like the the, the even right before he got traded. I don't even know was. if I heard Verdugo was one of the names that was mentioned. No, no, it was, it was, it was, Verdugo has always been connected. He's always been the quote unquote. I'm going to use my my even right even quotation right fingers. Before, he's the centerpiece. Even right of the before deal. they traded for him, it was. The package is based around Verdugo. Yeah. It didn't say the package is Verdugo. It said based around. Ver- so you're. Correct. So in my head, I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking. You know, they're gonna get. Uh, you know, maybe three. Maybe Verdugo, who's MLB ready. I don't even know if he's. If I would consider him a prospect anymore. But maybe. No, he's graduated. You know, maybe. Maybe he's like. He, I mean, to me, he's in that like Ben Attendee from two years ago, where he's like he's a major league player. He's not a prospect mm-hmm. anymore. And. You know, maybe you're gonna, maybe you'll get two of the Dodgers' top ten prospects in there too. Obviously, like, like it just felt like, like there was so, there was so much hype around it, and it was gonna be a package, and then it just was Verdugo, and then everyone's like, 
Okay, and who? Like, what's next? Like, who else? Well, Bruzdar would have been, other than Dustin May, once Dustin May was ruled out, yeah. Bruzdar is a highly is more highly regarded prospect than any of the other names that the Dodgers had mentioned. Because Lux was never going to be on the table. Yeah. Once May was ruled out, he's better than Gonsolin. He's better, He's a higher regarded prospect than, than Downs. And he's better, a more highly regarded prospect than Caleb Ferguson. I would rather, honestly, me personally, I would rather take two or three higher level prospects. I mean, maybe, so this guy's had the most highly regarded one. I would say I would rather take two or three, you know, lower, not the highest regarded ones, two or three lower regarded pitching, because then you have more chances, more opportunities. I agree with you. If this I guy's a bust, agree. he's done. You know, like, like you're done. But if you I get, you know, two, two, three guys, are the two or three pitching prospects out of the Dodgers organization, now you have two or three chances to hit on a guy. Right, but the writing on the wall seemed that it was Verdugo with nothing else if Price was involved, or Verdugo and other pieces if it was just bets. So I think what Bloom did was scramble to get that second prospect. Well, that's my point. What I what I kind of opened with is when you tag David Price along with it, now you're diminishing the value of return you can get for bets. And I say right. it much more calmly now, so it's probably more listened to than when I was screaming about it, but. It, 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 when when you attach David Price to it, now you're now you're now you're diminishing your return. And and again, if you could get if you could get three or four guys from the Dodgers for just bets, you could. I, I honestly think you could you could have turned around to another team and said, Hey, take David Price, send us back two or three lower level prospects. We'll pay half of his salary. And now you've got four four or five prospects and Verdugo for those same two guys, and that, as opposed to right. you yeah. as opposed to just one opportunity. It, I mean, I think Verdugo is going to be a major league player. You don't know what Gatorade's going to be, and 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 and, and with the unknowns. It's better to have four or five options at it than just one, in my opinion. Uh, do you think he had? I mean, this, this after when the when the trigger was pulled last night or two days ago, whatever it was. I think that this is what he's been working on all off season. That's why they've been so quiet. Do and why they haven't gotten a manager? Why? Yeah, exactly. Why they had, a lot of this is being slow played, and I think it was all hinging on this type of trade. Do you guys think he did try to trade Price before? The bets really, really locked in on trading bets. Yeah, I think. Because maybe it was nothing was out there. I think ideal, real world. Yeah, you want to trade David Price out of this because to Mike's point, if you're going to trade Mookie Betts, you need to the value you need to get back needs to be four four prospects. And again, to Mike's point, if David Price isn't part of this situation and part of this transaction, you're getting three top ten players. I don't care that he's that he's. At the end of the, the end of this contract, like they, you're going to get three top ten players, but you had to add David Price because the team made poor decisions investing their money over the course of the last couple of years in signing Chris Sale, Nathan Avaldi, and everything else. You know, do you of, guys think that this was forced upon Hyam Bloom, oh, or do you think he wanted to do this? Because no. now he has more flexibility to put his stamp on the franchise Look, if, instead if, of riding the railroad that Dabrowski set in front of him. If we knew about this before Bloom was even hired, don't you think he knew about this, that this was the direction oh, the team to. was going to go? And don't you think he asked a million questions at his interview revolving I'd around I'd imagine this? so. These interviews last eight hours. they got to talk about something. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm sure they had heavy discussions. He, I mean, he didn't know he was not going to have a manager going into spring training. Right. But he had to know the salary situation that they were in and that they were looking at getting rid of payroll. We all knew it. He had to have known it. Yeah, we've been talking about it now for a while on this podcast. From a long-term, I just, from a long-term standpoint, 
in a couple of years, there's a very, very good free agent class that's coming out. Thank you. I was I was just so, going there. So there's a very good free agent class going out, and, and, and the Red Sox are going to have money to spend on players. Right. This is a one-year reset, and then you're heavy into the market the following year. Yep. You don't want to say bridge which, which, year. Are you talking about 2020 or 22? Like this, the after 21 this season, season or after a- next season? After this season, you reset the luxury tax. Now your penalties go away, assuming you stay under the love, un, under the threshold. Right. So now you don't have to worry about losing draft picks. You don't have to worry too much about being over the tax. Now you can go after the big money free agents. You, can even, this, you um, can even go I, after Mookie. You could if you wanted. If, you can go after Mookie, but I thought it, if I if I remember correctly, the free agents coming up after this season, I didn't think it was a great free agent class. I thought it was highlighted by Mookie Betts, but then the after like the second, third, fourth, fifth best free agents are not special. Those guys all the guys who were potentially going to be free agents, your Arenados. We're talking like two years from now. I'm saying Bregman. They all signed extensions, so they're not going to be on the market next year when they were originally targeted to be on the market. Yeah, well, we're talking like two years out. Two years out, right? That that's when. Next year, I think it's just George Springer, Trevor Bauer. Those are like the second and third best uh, free agents next year. But again, you you just you brought up a name in Bauer. That that's a player that what makes I guess what makes me nervous about Bauer is that he's never really been content in staying in one place. So and he's a well, lunatic. He's a he is. He yeah. but he would be he would be, we'd always have something to talk about. One year deals. Yeah. He, the ball's always in his court. Oh, well. I don't know if that's gonna if that's gonna play out. Holds the cards and balls in his court. I was gonna say, does he hold the trump card too? Yeah. The trump card. All right. So I think I'm we, just. Go ahead. I, I, last, I, I, last word on the trade. My, la- my last point about the, about the David Price thing is I just – in this era where, where everyone's all about value and value, value is the most important thing, value is the most important thing, David Price at $31 million is not valuable to anybody. But David Price at 16, 17, whatever that team's going to have to pay, you get into the, you get into conversations with the Rays, the, the Athletics, like the Padres, these teams that are, that are trying to build themselves on value, value, value. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you, you probably could have gotten something better. It, it, and and not panicked and and you know added him on to the Mookie Betts deal. I guess that, my only my only other piece but to I don't this know though. If you would have got a better prospect than Bruzdar. You know you might have got two or three smaller pieces, but I don't think you would have got as good a pitcher or player as Bruzdar. Again, I, I would I would go because then you get three or four for Betts and then you get two for Price and you have so the many more you have approach. more chances. Yeah, you have yeah, more no, chances. Which I, is what I, which I is which is what they're doing with their free agents. They're taking the shotgun approach with their free agents and just right. signing everybody under the moon that's in the clearance rack and and and. They're they're just going after it that way. Oh, you don't have faith in Peraza Dente? I don't even know who that is. Was he the, was he the Spanish president? No, Jose Peraza. That was James. He's the starting Jose second Peraza. baseman for the Red Sox. Yeah, right. He's why Brock Holt's not coming back. Now you have money to bring Holt back. You do, and everybody's gonna Please. stop him. He's not coming. Wouldn't back. it be so Red Sox for them to, to do this trade and then like be in contention at the trade deadline and make a trade and go over the luxury tax anyway? And that wouldn't that be such a red, such a Red Sox thing to do? Well, if they do that, then they're Totally opening themselves to getting ridiculed. Yeah, that'll even be, on yeah, this can't podcast. Wait. Uh, we can't wait. Yeah. I you couldn't boys. even hold back my positivity to them if they do that. You boys are way too positive. That's the name. Of, that's what I do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough. Enough of the trade. Let's let's talk about the fact that we're less than what one week before spring training, and we still don't have a manager. Nope. Uh, now, alleg- uh, allegedly, MLB will be wrapping up their investigation of the Red Sox. Uh, reports are sometime next week they should be coming out with their findings. 
the Red Sox is swearing up and down that they've done nothing. And things have really quieted down on the Alex Cora front. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think the Red Sox are going to sit and wait to see what kind of penalties come down before they hire a manager? And then if Cora doesn't get whacked too bad in this, think of maybe bringing him back. I know, Chris, oh you wrote God. an article on this. Well, oh uh, you know, nothing would surprise me with this with this club anymore. So, my gut tells me that they are going to go internal at this point. Because there's not a lot of names that are coming out that are interviewing for this position. And they've interviewed Ron Renneke. Renneke and Fables. Fables. So, I really, at this point, I feel that it's going to be an in-house. Because you bring somebody from the outside, like, they're coming in way too late. I mean, it's not anybody's. It's not. I mean, I can't. Kids, it's not anybody's fault. But it's you go with an internal at this point. Stick with what the players are comfortable with. Stick with the players know. Go with Renicky for a year. See what the hell happens. Level set at the end of the season. Now you have an off season where you can go out and pick the guy that you want. You can go and interview the cream of the crop if they want to come to this circus right now. And I'd rather see them do that than. Do what the Astros did and sign a fossil like Dusty Baker, which is so, that. Oh like, my God. And everybody, everybody around baseball, they out there, like the Astros, they're like applauding him for this. Like the Astros are the ones that like get the the steepest penalty, for, yeah, for obviously for this, right? So they fire their manager, they can bring a guy in to level set it, and then they get one of the top executives from the Rays. To be their new general manager and run their baseball ops, what a penalty! You got a, you got a really good guy that's going to be able to continue to run your organization the way that you want to run it. You can level set with Dusty Baker and then do exactly what I just said and go out and get the guy that you want. Awesome, nice penalty, MLB. They should have right in the thick of things. Like they're gonna they're they're a exactly. World Series contender. They're they're arguably the favorite. Like they're right mm-hmm. in the thick of things. MLB like, it's, it's MLB should have said. You can't go and externally hire somebody. You have to do it in-house, or we're going to point somebody in there and do something else from a coaching standpoint. But well, we talked about this in the last podcast when we got together. Was they weren't going to hire from within because of the, the stigma of cheating? Yeah, but I think thinking about it right now and like and actually taking the time to you know to look at it, it I changed my tune the second that they hired Click from Tampa Bay because. Tampa Bay now has had two of their top executives, bright minds in baseball, that are now no longer in their in their organization. Now Bloom is, was hired before all of this anyway, so he had the opportunity to go. But here's the Astros, a team that got punished. They lost arguably one of the best baseball executives, and are going to replace him with an up and coming guy who could be one of the top executives in baseball. Right, but I don't think we can blame MLB. We were we were applauding MLB's sanctions. Just a couple weeks ago, I don't think we could change. I'm not going to change my tune because, yeah, they may have hired an up and comer, but you don't know he's going to work out. He's like a prospect. You don't know if he's going to work out. Lunaro is the godfather of the current team building strategy, and you had to, you fired him because you suspended for a year. And AJ Hinch was regarded as one of the best managers, and you lost him. So just but, because they were able to find replacements doesn't mean that MLB should have done anything else. All of the, but had. all of these teams had no other choice but to fire these guys. Right for the bad pub. You you had but to do that. Time, just because they got an up and coming guy from the Rays doesn't mean he's Jeff out. 
I guess my the, point. The, the, you guys also talked about it on your last podcast. The, the sanctions coming down from the MLB aren't going to hurt the Astros now. Yeah, you lose your general manager. Yeah, you lose your your, your manager. But they're set up to succeed for the next couple of years. Where it's going to hurt the Astros is where they lose the draft picks, and that's where the MLB right. got it right. Is where they got the draft picks. Where, where I don't agree with the MLB is that the players skated scot free. And I mentioned that I don't know. I don't remember who I mentioned it to, but when I was listening to your last podcast, you guys let the players off way too easily yeah it was me that you screamed at about that it was like way too easily like these guys like i don't care man like them saying well well we didn't we weren't told to stop doing it like really like okay like so you're all adults here and you don't know when you're doing something wrong like the players got off i'm not i understand you can't suspend players for oh no wait you can suspend them for half the year because if they do steroids they get suspended for half of the year so you definitely can do something with it and by the way taking steroids is nowhere near as bad in my opinion as having a buzzer on your arm and knowing when a pitch is coming like that's way worse right but we don't know if the buzzer was true mm. watch the Altuve video man that's brutal yeah it's up for interpretation and if you want to interpret it that way it's certainly damning but you don't have proof and I think I agree with you Mike I think the players Looking back on it, probably should have had a little bit more brought down on them. But I think the precedent that they did not want to set, and I'm talking about MLB offices, is where would the everyone would just start pointing fingers. That guy has too much chalk on his hand. That guy has stuff on his glove. That guy does this. That guy does that because they all do something that's wrong. They all cheat in well, and, yeah, the Baseball but, yeah. has a history of cheating. At the, time, at the time that we recorded the podcast, the last podcast – it was right before the Red Sox were a weekend, and it was right before the Astros had their had their similar winter carnival or whatever it was. During that weekend, you have Justin Verlander, who makes a joke about it while he's getting while he's up on a stage. Yeah, you, no you have Alex Bregman, who there's no like remorse behind what he's saying. He's stuck right to a script, like the he was like a he sounded like a robot. He was right to a script with what he said. That must be hard for you to say because I know how much you love Bregman. I I love Bregman. He that's because they got away with it. And it's and 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 so at the time, yeah, to say like, hey, we were too easy on them. Now now having more information, yeah. But you can't penalize these players right now because it's the suspensions that they could potentially get. It's not like it's not like steroids because it's a different process in regards to how they can go and. Um, and the steroid suspensions were negotiated through the Players Association. Exactly. If, if you suspended players for this now, for the cheating scandal, you would have all kinds of problems with the Players Association, and there would be grievances left and right, and it would just – Major League Baseball just chose to let that go. They want the, – the MLB just wants this to go away. That's why it's been quiet. That's why, like, the second that – and I know it was from a couple of years ago, and people are saying this in regards to, like, Chris Young – and when he came to the Red Sox and how he brought the Apple Watch piece and all that other stuff, you know, the Yankees aren't being looked at because MLB wants all this to go away. They don't want any more talk of it, which is it's been it's been quiet. We you haven't heard nothing. And and yeah. to and to hear that the Red Sox is gonna be a resolution to it, it's really out of the press up in this area. That you know, there's really been nothing through MLB Network, there's really been in through the mainstream, it's it's very quiet. Right, and we said on the last podcast they probably would have let this go too, except fires went and blasted yeah. the Atlantic. Atl- athletic. <laughs> athletic. Keep it the Atlantic. Maybe we should start our own paper called The Atlantic, and I'd get it right. The Atlantic. 
And th- just another add-on to this, I mean, what you guys are saying are right and is right, and this isn't to combat any of that, but if MLB, you know what, MLB doesn't lose by suspending general managers and coaches? Money. Revenue. You know what they would lose? Yeah. They would lose money. Imagine going. Would you go to an Astros game if Bregman, Altuve, and Jordan Alvarez are, are are suspended? No. No. Yeah. Good point. And that's not. I'm not backing up what their decisions were. I'm just saying it's just another reason why, like you said, Chris, they wanted this under the rug as much as possible. I mean, the only thing you can do is all they had to do is say that you can't pinpoint who did it, who wasn't doing it, blah blah blah, all that stuff. But right. I mean, I mean, that's 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 an easy defense. But at the same time, like to just like to just kind of be like, well, guys, don't do it again. And then like they're mocking it, like well, you know, Verlander you know, mocking it. They, they got away. They, they just they just got away with it. They you know, they got. I mean, I, I, whatever. It, it it is what it is. But I just think that the players got off way too lightly in this whole situation. You don't necessarily have to suspend them. You can find them. They get, oh, yeah, they get fine for no. brawls. Well, you you got to make it hurt. Once it's to them, the, the team will cover the fine. Once it's to them, they'll start a GoFundMe page and the fans will cover it. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that would be uh, quite, quite, quite snakish. But you I know, honestly, the, the thing I'm most looking forward to is watching Mike Fires pitch in Houston this year. Honestly, that that is like oh, that is karma already's it, come back to Mike Fires. That that is that is uh, marquee television for me this year. Mark, Mike Mike Fires has his own personal issues to worry about. That that is why. What, is, what does he have? Steroids? No. No. Worse. He had a little bit of. Uh, I don't. Want, this isn't really the podcast to get into this type of stuff. But he allegedly, was popping he shouldn't have been allegedly because of what the oh, driver's license oh. and I mean age. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Just use yeah. the word allegedly in front of that. Doing a little Felipe Rivera or whatever from the Pirates. Not as bad. Not that guy yeah. Was disgusting. Yeah, that guy's a creep. But still bad. Hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't hear that. I mean, nothing ever came out, so maybe it was Twitter hearsay. I don't know. I didn't dive into it, but there was some rumblings that Mike Fires had his own skeletons in his closet to worry about. It was probably Bregman that started the rumor on Twitter. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Bregman's like, hey, sis, I know you're underage, but can you go talk to Mike because I want to get in trouble. Yikes. Hmm. All right, one one last piece that I wanted to talk about before we wrap this up. Uh, Red Sox in a a move that was a surprise to me. Resign Mitch Moreland. I I did not expect this. One year, three million dollar deal. It's good. It's good value. It's really good value from a money standpoint. My first thought when they did that was, does that mean there's a move coming for Chavis? Is Chavis going to be included in any Mookie deal? I thought he might be a chip that ended up getting moved too. I don't know if you mm. can. Uh, I don't know if you. I don't. I don't think I would make a move yet. Um, because the last last couple of years, Moreland hasn't proved that he can play a full season either. You know, last season he missed right. a ton of time. So mm-hmm. you can platoon him, maybe plays a little left field every once in a while too, first base. You can DH if you want to give J.D. a day off or so, or if he's going to play the field. So I, I don't know if I'm ready to to go and throw the ice horse away just yet. You know, it's you know, remember back, again, I'm, I'm cross-sporting. By the way, I'm on the regular Boston Sports Syndicate podcast. We talk about all sports, so I have a habit of talking about all of them. But the Celtics a few years ago, remember the Bridge Celtics? The Bridge Celtics, yep. Doesn't it kind of feel like that's where the Red Sox are going right now? Like, like they they're not like fully committed to their young guys, but they also don't they also don't want to like they don't they don't want to dive into the young guys, but they also don't want to you know use all of like use veterans and overpay and all that stuff. Like you trade bets, but you sign Moreland, and like 
if, if you're going to punt on this season with moving bets and, 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 and not having a manager, not having a closer, like you're kind of punting on this season at this point. Well, that's why not they... just why not just use Chavis and Dahlbeck and, 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 because... and figure and, and figure out what you've got there. Because you said it well, when we would just talk about the Astros, Chavis, though. They're both righties. So I think right, they brought in Moreland. But you've got three left-handed no, but, outfielders. So you, right, you right, can mix it up. What you do is you bring in a guy like Moreland, someone who's great for the clubhouse. It, it, yep. You know you know the Red Sox ownership cares about personally what we think about them. So you bring in a guy like this. He's a little bit of Dahlbach insurance, a little bit of Chavis insurance. And at, by the end of the year, if things are going right, he's not playing anyway. Or going poorly, he's not playing anyway, and that's what I mean. They're no, just kind of exactly. like they're teeter tottering. Like I don't really know what I want to do. I'm not really too sure. Because like, you, you the, the, the Boston Red Sox can't punt. You said it with the with the Astros. The Astros can't. Those players can't be suspended because MLB wants to make money. I'm not saying Mitch Moreland's gonna make the Red Sox money, but the Red Sox have to give the perception that they're going to try to have a competitive season. You so, traded your best player. What but still, mean? but still, they're gonna get. They have to. They still have pieces to be competitive. They are. Not, I mean, they, they can still compete really. for a wild card. Be, That's what be, you're competing they, up for right now. They have pieces to be competitive to people that sing uh, "Sweet Caroline" in the eighth inning. Like to, to those hey, people, they, they're appearing pieces. Are they really competitive? Re, like seriously, they don't have a closer. They don't have a manager. They just traded their best player. They don't have a rotation. Are they? Are they really competitive? You have them. You have them finishing third in their division. Like, is that competitive? Well, they're not tanking. They're not. T- they're, they're not throwing it away. That's what like- I'm saying. But but if you're doing this, if you're, you're right. trading bets, you're doing all this stuff. Punt entirely. Don't sign Moreland. Use Chavis. Use uh, Devers. Use use the young guys. Like like use them. Get their yeah. time. Let I let, think they let, ultimately will. Let Devers. Let let uh, Devers Bogarts. Dahlbach. Verdugo Dahlbeck. I always what, what is the Dobbin? the oh, the, yeah. the guy from uh, the guy from Step Brothers, Doctor Dobek. <laughs> Doctor Dobek. No, no, I was Dobeck. thinking I was thinking Dobeck. Brian Dobok. I was thinking Brian Dobok. Brian Dobok. Spitty. No, Devers, Mr. Bogart, Dobeck. um, like Chavis, Benatendi, Verdu. Like these are all young guys. Let like just let's 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 see it out. Like let's just do them. Don't like what but, do you mean it's more for? Yeah, but you're going to you're going to see that. You're going to see that after the trade deadline. 100%. And 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 Dahlbeck, I would probably what is what do a lot of teams do when they have young players? They they wait, wait to call wait, them up. Wait right. 10 games or for, whatever for service time. For service time. So maybe maybe you you hold off for for him so you can extend that time cuz it's control it's cost controllable. You get another year out of it. To Matt's point, Moreland is a guy that can be a leader in, in the clubhouse. You can platoon first base. To Bill's point, if the team's not in it, you can you can take some of these players, move some of them out. You you have to try to give the somewhat of an impression you're going to still try to be competitive. I know they traded their best player. This is a third place team, but what happens if this third place team plays really hot baseball for six weeks in the middle of the season, gets themselves into the wild card contention, they make a move here or there? The American League is not as that strong. You're going to battle with Tampa, Oakland, Cleveland, who isn't who who took a step back Minnesota, as well. The Angels, the Minnesota, Yankees, Minnesota Chicago, and Chicago are going to battle for Chicago. So yeah. the Yankees, the Yankees got first place. They, 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 unless like something dramatically terrible happens to that team, they won that division. So so six teams are fighting for two spots. More or less. Is yeah. what, 
More ultimately is what you're saying. Yeah. And you but, just traded your best player. Did we mention the Angels? The Angels are coming to yeah. play this year. They have Angels, no pitching, though. No. They have no pitching. They keep yeah, getting bats. Yeah, Houston's got that division wrapped up. So now they, you have the A's, the Angels. They got, well, they have, well, they, I mean, those are two, two West teams. All, I, all, but the, the, Angels, the Angels keep getting all these bats. They have no one to throw. We don't have to get into next season's playoffs, but... No, but the, no, but like, the Rangers have gotten better. The White Sox have. have gotten better. Mm-hmm. I think more than just a friendly face that you can call Mitchie four bags in case things stink this year. It's still pink hat friendly. Yeah. But I think that's at my, the end of the I mean, day, that, that's my point, kind of. I mean, right. they're just no, doing no, it for point. people that sing Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Right. It's just, well, I sing Sweet Caroline because it's fun. And I'm <sighs> usually a little bit drunk by the eighth inning. Okay. I'm okay. Sweet Caroline uh, out, to be honest. We need a new Dalton song. If plays good in the, in, the, in the spring training, he's their first baseman out of camp. I don't think so. I think they no. keep him down Keep him down for, you know, do, Cost the, control. do the Chris Bryant move on him. Keep him down for a few weeks and then bring him up. It's possible. I mean, it's certainly possible. They do that quite often in the MLB. They did that with Chavis last year. Mm-hmm. Right. They brought him up in May. And then when teams figured out Chavis. Yeah. But I think we're all kind of dancing around the same pole here. We all kind of agree this could be the Bridge Sox. Yeah, I just I think it's to not defend the wall or the monster for a second and just, again, look at it objectively. Yes, this is a bridge season. Yeah, I think we can all see that. We all knew that was coming. So does this team win 82 games? Which is still a step. That's a step yeah. back from last year. Uh, it is a step back. What, did they win 86 last year? That ballpark. Yeah. Yeah, I say they win 82 games. I, I, I say they're above 500. I say looking at it right now, and the way the rotation's kind of set up, because I'm not actually as concerned about the bullpen as, as I as I thought I was going to be, because I think the bullpen's going to be better. I think this team right now, if they go, go into the season with what they have, this team wins 77 games. All right, let's go around and get predictions, Matt. The total wins or uh, where they finish in the year? For the to- year? Total wins. Total wins. I know, I, Matt's, have, I know Matt's prediction, 112. 109. I think they're going to go 161 and 1 because they can't, they give up a game in July. No. Once they I have everything they, clinched, they, they, they start every – They, they, they rest the everybody. Yeah, yeah. They, let, they, let me, they let me pitch uh, on game 162 and they lose. Only by one run, though. No, I think, I think they're going to hover around the same win total as last year, 86. They, they underachieved so hard last year that I can see them finishing with pretty much the same win total, 86 wins. I mean, you were without Price and Sale for almost the whole second half of the season. Yeah, you didn't and you, have a bullpen. But you they, were still hovering around the 500 level. They had the, their yeah. offense though was was so good. And to again, to Mike's point, the, their best player is on the other side of the the country playing yeah, in LA. But, but what did Mookie hit last year? Right. He, I don't think he had a spectacular year. He wasn't. I mean, he still had a good year. Nowhere close year, to the year he sure. had before. But you take a Mookie bets out of the out of that lineup. It's, oh, it's a hit. It's gonna be, and then you think about the other players because Mookie protects the other players as well. You know, you attack the lineup a little bit differently with a Mookie Betts in it versus an Alex Verdugo. Well, speaking of the lineup, who's gonna lead off now? Verdugo. JBJ. Oh God. Might as well start every game with one out. Can you go Verdugo. You can start with Verdugo because Verdugo is one hit. Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you think you move back to that? But Bogarts. But do you go? But you no, now Bogarts. Bogarts is your guy. You gotta put him in the three hole, in my opinion. But then if you go Verdugo, Verdugo Benintendi, you, you can't go two lefties. I th- what I think would be a good actually a good idea for actually for Verdugo would is, is not to lead him off, is maybe protect him a little bit down in the lineup like fifth or sixth, 
one, take the pressure off because he's already going to have the pressure from the fans' standpoint that he's the player that replaced Mookie Betts, even though he's not the same player. He leads off first game of the year at Fenway Park and strikes out. Yeah. Like, that is good. That could mentally crush him. And I don't care no, what, no, what people no, are saying. That's a lofty thing to say. I think I put both, the guy does right now. There. He walks a lot. He has a good average. You don't protect him to, to hurt his – to protect him. He's a big boy. You put him out there and you, you, know, you make your team the best lineup to win. You know full well that the very first game that that kid plays, he goes 0 for 3. He is going to get destroyed. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's going to quit baseball. No, I'm not saying he's going to quit baseball. What I'm saying is – I you can't I, I don't think you can go Verdugo Benintendi one two in that lineup and go two lefties. And you want Devers up in the top three too, so that'd be three lefties in a row. I don't think he. And remember, Devers was the one who really clicked last year. He in did the two spot. They moved Wait, Benintendi but why down we, five why or we six. Make, why are we saying Benintendi has to be in the top hole? Why, no, like, I, I, I bet Benintendi five or six. Well, maybe what if you go where if you go Verdugo Devers Bogarts JD. I, I think I go Bogarts Devers. Devers. So I, I guess then my other question would be is if what if Verdugo, say Verdugo isn't starting off the year well, who leads off for you after that? Can I, why are we putting Verdugo in the top half of the lineup to start? No, like, I, I would. Like, why? Like where all of a sudden? Like I mean, to me, because his profile fits the top of the lineup. Does he have speed? Is he is he fast? You average. He's average speed. He's average speed. Mookie Betts always steals ten bags a year. He's not fast. Mookie Betts has speed, but that's not his game though. His game is not steal bases like that. He's projected to steal eight to ten bags. Like that's not like you don't put guys at the top of the lineup now just because they're fast. No, you no you want guys who are going to get on base. Verdugo gets on base. I think Verdugo was on base like eight ninety two last year. Do you know what? OPS rather. Do you know? Look up what Mookie hit last year leading off a game. It was horrendous. It, it was horrendous. James, off again. Other than, yeah, right. James, other than, look yeah, it up. Orioles, that's it. <laughs> I put Bogarts in that in that spot. I go Bogarts, Devers, and then some sort of of Benatendi and and um, JD. JD. I mean, that's yeah. th- those are your four best hitters. And I mean, you can you can you can flip flop them however you want. But I mean, that that's your top four, and it should be. Who was, right, who but, was but, your four? Bogarts isn't fast. JD. And who was better? Benatendi. Benatendi. No, they don't have to bat third. I'm just like it, it, Bogarts, Devers, Benatendi, JD. That, that's your that's your top four. Those yeah. those, you those don't should want be Bogarts your four. Drive in more runs and put them at like three, four. You know, I mean it doesn't matter. I guess we're all just kind of nitpicking at things. But at the end of the day, oh, we'll leave it up to the manager. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, after this podcast, maybe they hire one of us. We seem pretty pretty educated on the situation. Yeah, it, they hire the four of us to do one job and pay us yeah, one fourth of the salary. Hey, I'm down. Hey, it would still be more than I'm going to make this year. Ways, I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right, Michael, what was your win total for this year? We didn't get to you. Honestly, I'm, I, I'll, I'll say they'll go over 500, but not much more. I had maybe 82 wins. Like, I, I just – I don't I don't see this team being being good and I think I think the American League has gotten better and I think the American League East is good and and I, I just I don't I, I don't see them really even being that competitive honestly. Mm. So I really really don't. See it. So what are we gonna do this summer? Hate on them? We're gonna have to do a lot of mock drafts for NFL <laughs> I think I don't know. Do a lot of golfing. Yeah it's it's. No I'll I, pass I, on that. 
I don't know. I, we'll I just I don't think. I, I mean, I think the nice thing is, is they still have Chris Sale, and a healthy Chris Sale is still worth watching. So at least, well, you know, it's like when you play a video game, Matt. When you play the show, I'm sure you can relate. You get one starter that you want to pitch with, and then you sim the rest of the four games, and you just pitch with that one guy every five games. It helps the I season go along. Absolutely. Yeah, it helps the season go along. So like that's like at least Sale's still here, and you can watch him. You could, you'll be able to watch him pitch every every five games, assuming his health. Well, you know what, the he, baseball diehards will have fun though. Like you have, we'll see what Perez does. We'll see what Verdugo does in this lineup. Yeah, but JD honestly, is still a show. Devers is still a show. Bogarts is still good. They'll still be able to put asses in the seats. If you have a they healthy, would. if you have a healthy sale like you're talking about, then you are a contender. See, I, I, I just don't, I think you have too many holes. You don't have any depth in your rotation. You don't have a bullpen. You don't – I mean, you don't really have – do you have a bench? Like, you, you, don't, you don't really have depth, and, and I, I don't know. They're going to have a taxi service back and forth to Pawtucket with all the guys oh, yeah. that, that Bloom signed. You were going to have a taxi squad down there. And is that that's a contender to you? Like, that, that's what the Tampa no, Bay – I mean, Tampa Bay Razor. But... You're saying do they have a bench. I'm saying they, they've got a ton of guys to fill that bench role. Not no, I, I understand that they have players on the bench, but do they have like do they have a, a as much as I don't like Brock Holt, do they have a Brock Holt? Do they have someone that can that can yeah, they, know, someone that Peraza can fill that role? Peraza can do is that. Is he though? Per, he, he Peraza, yes. Second, third, short. Well, I don't know if he can play first. He can play second, I, no, I I, I understand they can, I could play the positions, just not the middle infield because I'm left-handed. But I mean it, that doesn't mean that it's that's worthwhile. You've like like got, that. You still got Zue Lin. Cool. Marco Hernandez out. is still down in. Pataka. Marco Hernandez. Yeah. That worked yeah. Out. Yeah. yeah. All well, hey, my nicknames what, that were bouncing around here. Hey, what's Pedroia <laughs> doing t- nowadays? Uh, hopefully he's. How much is how much is that salary? Thirteen million dollars. Oh wow, that's weird. All right. Can't trade him. Ben. He can retire. Bye. See ya. Move on. See ya. He's. This he's is done. his last year under contract, though. No. Mm, hey, Dustin, uh, do me a more. favor. Two more. Retire. Two more. Yeah, it's twenty-five million. He's owed. Brutal. You're clear. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> brutal. You're clearly not going to play baseball again. Just uh, retire. If he re- if he retires, that come off. That's like that. Does that salary come off the books? It's got to, right? You may have to pay him. You may have to pay him behind the scenes. I mean, I think if he retires because of injury, you still have to pay him. But yeah, his contract's guaranteed. But, but you wouldn't have to. You wouldn't go against the, the luxury tax. I can't imagine it would. Man, imagine you. Imagine Dustin Pedroia retires and you trade half of David Price's salary and keep Mookie Betts. <sighs> Ain't gonna happen. A guy. <sighs> Just you watch, guy. The, the first person that says that to me in person, I'm gonna punch him in the face, and I'm, I'm not kidding. That, that oh, they let him go to get prospects, and then they resign. Who did that? Chapman? Didn't Chapman do that with the Yankees? Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the like, only that, one. That, that doesn't happen, and that's only no, because he happen. got into legal trouble, and like nobody else wanted to touch him. But the Yankees were like, "No, you're still really good. Come on, we'll pay a boatload of money anyway." Like that, that doesn't happen. Come on. Let me ask you guys this one hypothetical. I was thinking about this. If Mookie Betts signs an extension with the Dodgers tomorrow. Does that make you oh. like the deal more or less? I would lose my mind. Yeah, this people are yeah people are gonna lose it because especially especially if the money is is around Close. the ballpark of what the Red Sox offered or dramatically less than the 420 that he was asking right. for, and and, and and if the years are shorter too. But I, but I think if he does do that, if he signs for about the same amount of money, that shows that he didn't want to stay in Boston in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but so, the, so no, I don't be, lose my mind over that. Yeah, but I it could be, be happier that they trade him. If that's we, well, we no, won't. People he did not will. Want to be here. Nope, I if lose he my mind. Signs a ten for three three hundred million in Dodgers for the Dodgers tomorrow. 
that's a clear sign that he was never going to sign here, no matter what the money was. Yeah, but can't you blame Red Sox ownership for that too? Because no. when what do you, what do you no, mean? No, let me fin- let no, me fin- okay. let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. When it was time when it, when you could have paid Mookie Betts a couple years ago, the market probably was a hundred million. You offered him fifty. Last year, the offer the offer was a hundred million. Market was probably two and a half to three million for a player of his caliber. Now with this, and you just kept you just kept lowballing and lowballing and lowballing because you said, oh, I got a couple years more of your of your service. I got a couple more, and you just kept lowballing him and lowballing him. You could have locked him up a few years ago and gave him a a, a, a trout type deal a few years ago if that's where you if that's what you wanted to do. Not lowball him and lowball him and lowball him to the point don't, where don't you, okay, now you offer him a trout deal and you, and he says no, pound sand because you've already you've already you've already you know whated me around. You don't think they tried that? You don't think they tried to lock him up to a long term deal? You think no, I low, do, but I think nobody lowballed the guy who was peanuts on the. No. Yes, he, I do. The guy was number I, two in the MVP vote a couple years ago, uh, three years ago. Yeah, and what did they? Won the MVP two years ago. You think they were lowballing him? Yeah, I do. Didn't the report? Didn't they? Didn't they say it came out and they offered him a hundred million dollars when the market when Trout just signed his three hundred and they offered him like one seventy five or something like that? No, no, no. It says no, hundred million to buy him out of arbitration, and then some other years. Yeah. It, so it, the it, market it, would have said about. 150 they offered him one but the fact is if you just take everything at face value obviously i don't know what's going on behind the scenes but if you take it for face value it doesn't sound like he was willing to play ball so every team lowballs the guy at first then he comes with an offer and you play the ping pong until you find it you find a deal when, when it doesn't seem like he was ever going to do that when dombrowski made the offer to bogarts last year i bet you he was surprised that bogarts took it because Maybe, it was a, a team friendly deal that, that so is maybe, the only gift. And I understand you offer team-friendly deals, and I get that, but I just think that as a player, when you're of that caliber, you hit a certain point where you're like, okay, I'm done with this. Like, I'm not, I'm not even going to bother with this. And if you keep lowballing him, then you finally offer him a legitimate deal, a trout type, a, a trout type, trout type deal. He's going to tell you to, to pound sand. But that's what no, well, he is. wanted a trout type deal, and they said no because they, but, he wanted the 12 for 420. That's trout. He, they offered him a Bryce Harper, Manny Machado deal. Fine, and, and, and he, he, but even then, is that is 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 that too late? But that's should what you have negoti- offered him a Bryce Harper deal before Bryce Harper got the deal? That's what that, I'm saying. That's what negotiations are. You make a low I, offer, right. they come back with a high counter, and then you work your way into the middle somewhere. But, but if, it, but if he like, wanted to stay, they would have worked it out. Right, exactly. And he said all now along, those, I want to go to free agency. He right. made, that, just, he made that public. Didn't it just come out either today or yesterday that he was talking to Jim Rice and he said, "Oh, I really wanted to stay, but they made a business decision." Yeah, but that's just what you say. On your He's playing. Mookie can't play both sides of the fence. You can't say that you want to be here, and then you he wants to be on his own terms. You know, if you if you want to be has here, he you the, figure has it out. He earned that right in your he opinion. He has. In any of your opinion. He has. Has he earned he the right does, to be here on his own terms? If he, he wanted deserves, type money. Every player deserves the right right to go and and, and make as much money as he possibly can. But if you genuinely want to be somewhere, then you make it work. You know, I think we forget because we're Red Sox fans, and we would give just about anything to play for the team. These guys all come from somewhere else. They didn't grow up rooting for the Red Sox. At some point, it becomes a business to them. So Mookie had no ties to this area other than the fact that the Red Sox drafted him, brought him up through the system, and he played here. But he, he grew up in Tennessee. Yeah, I'm not faulting the guy for getting to going out to get the most money he can. That's every player's right. I'm just saying that if he truly wanted to stay, if right. someone offered you 300 million, you can work your way up from that to not feel disrespected. Or you say, "Hey, I really want to stay here. Let's make this work." Right. 
But Trump he obviously is didn't do that. An outlier in that regard. After Trout, you're talking about 300 million at the top of the market. Harper got 300 million. Machado got 300 million. Arenado just signed for 286. The top of the market is 300 million. To go to Trout, it's almost like just saying the number you know they're gonna say no to. That's how I feel anyway. And I think Harper left money on the table. Just to get that no trade clause. Arenado left money on the table. Are you kidding? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, but he's gonna, when will he be a free agent? He'll still be in his he early could, 30s. Yeah, but I, I think this. I think there's an opt out in two years of that contract. Well, I, it sounds I, like right. he's, he's working. Well, it he's sounds like trying to now. get the hell out of there now. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like Arenado took the deal that they offered Mookie Betts, the hundred and whatever, for to get through his arbitration years. It sounds like that's what that's the deal that Arenado took. No, his deal was, it was like a little bit more than that. He got like 286 yeah. million. He got a good. He got a good. Arguably a better player. No, it was Bregman that took that kind of deal. Bregman did. Yeah, Bregman. Bregman got bought out of his arbitration. Acuna got bought out of his arbitration for about 100 million. What I want the Those Red Sox different. What I want the Red Sox to do right now is let's just take care of him, just get Devers taken care of. Absolutely. Just get that out of the way and be just so we're not going down this road in like 3 years. I'm not saying he's the same type of player, but you know, this is another really good homegrown talented power hitter. He he could be a better hitter than Mookie. Absolutely. Because of the power. A great comp for a contract is is that Alex Bregman deal. Make it happen. Get it out of the way now. I think there's a possibility you see that deal. Well, before they do that, they got to hire a manager before they can start doing it. Oh, yeah, certainly. It's a good thing Bogarts took that type of deal. I get the feeling Bogarts endeavors are are homies. And I I mean, I I think it's a... A good thing that that Bogarts took that type of deal because I think he can have that influence on Devers. I think it's a great point. That's a great point. Mike. It's a good start in the right direction if you make you make that move because it shows a little bit of stability because right now it that whole operation is just bonkers. So get an interim manager, take care of Devers, keep your heads above water, try to be as competitive as you can, and if you're out of it at the deadline, move some players to to go back to Mike's point, try to replenish the system the right way and not attach guys because we want to get rid of money at this point. We'll get some legitimate talent in there that you could potentially use in the, in the next off season and, and acquire the players. If the, if the frigid market isn't there and start building an, a, a brand new competitive baseball team. Oh, well, she's awake. Every Red Sox fan. <laughs> last question I have, and this was brought to me by one of our fans. Now that Mookie's gone, who is the face of the franchise? Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts. Uh, I think it's between Devers and Bogarts. Uh, yeah. I ben Attendee Bo- maybe for th- the Pink Cats. I, th- I don't think it's Ben Attendee. I think no. it, I think it's going to be Devers because he's got he's got the outgoing personality I, and that I, goofy uh, smile. I think right, right now I think it's Bogarts though. He's the more he's more vocal. He's well, he's the leader. He, he, He's the leader of the team. Now. Okay, that, that's that's he's actually probably the leader of okay. the team. But who's the face of the team for the fans? The face of the team for the fans, I could get on board with the Devers piece. The leader of that or that club is Bogarts. Mm-hmm. That that's a better way to put it, for me. That... Matt, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, the joys of fatherhood. That sound is all the Red Sox fans still crying about Mookie Betts. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. She says Bogarts, by the way. She says Bogarts. <laughs> have you bought her any Red Sox stuff yet? Does you have a little Red yeah, Sox we do. onesie? Yeah, we, we got yeah, a little Red Sox onesie. Syndicate onesie. Back number nine. Yeah, do we have Syndicate, yeah, you... do we have syndicate onesies? By merch. Nah, onesies. By merch. Nah. 
<laughs> not onesies we have kids tees matt Dang. matt scooped up the the mookie bets onesie on clearance from fanatics uh last <laughs> night after, the, after yeah. the trade went down oh boy all right guys any closing thoughts anybody jump in right ahead go right ahead jump I'm just, in i'm just happy that we finally got the fireworks that we've been alluding to for the last two or three podcasts talking about when is it going to happen when's the big domino going to fall it's finally happened and we can move forward Anyone else? No? Well, uh, yeah, to Matt's point, I'm happy that uh, there's a resolution to the bets piece. Uh, possibly going to be a long year. And on top of that, not to cross over to another to you know another sport, but we got Brady right around the corner, and, and there could be more heartache. So. And we'll talk about that on the Fire the Muskets podcast. Exclusively. We'll bring you guys in a special guest. All right. All right. Michael, closing thought? Uh, it has nothing to do with what we've been talking about. It's a kudos to you guys. I've said it to you personally, but I want to say it to everybody that listens. I, in my opinion, I think you guys have the uh, best show in our little network that we've created. Uh, I actually thoroughly enjoyed listening to the three of you, and hopefully I didn't take away with my uh, my yelling antics from your uh, from your great show. So um, thank you, and uh, I, I think you guys are, are, are the best in our uh, little network. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. All right, so on that. All right, note, now I'm going to eat. Bye. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go attend to this baby. I'll see you guys later. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Uh, I think Matt's gone. Um, all right, I gotta do the wrap up thing. So, uh, if you're going to a sporting event, concert, you know the drill. Go to SeatGeek and use the code BSS, and you get twenty dollars off. And Follow us on Twitter at www.bostonsportsin. Michael, feel free to correct me if I get any of these wrong. Yep, there's there's no web address there on Twitter. It's just oh, no, at that's right. It's at Boston Sports Sin. <laughs> you know, I keep saying I'm going to write this down so I'll have it to read, but I, I just wing it all the time. www.bostonsportssyndicate.com, where you can find all of our articles, 95% of them written by Chris. Yeah. Uh, but, no, we do actually do have uh, Derek Mavay has a Celtics article up there, an appreciation of Gordon Hayward that just got put up. Um, Stop hating on Gordon, everybody. <laughs> and we're still looking for a Celtics podcast person. Um, Instagram, Facebook, you know Boston, where to find us. Boston Sports SYN. Sounds good. Chris, thank you. Matt, if you're still with us, thank you. Michael, thank you for joining us. And we'll catch everyone later. Peace out. Boston Sports Syndicate. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate provided by IMCDM and Jay Kelly. <laughs>